Alrighty, Liam Crawley, welcome guys to episode 7 of Common Ground with Sean. Um, I'm so excited to get today underway with my new and best friend, Liam Crawley. Welcome to the uh, welcome to the podcast, Liam. Thanks very much, Sean. Um, great to have you on uh, today. I know this has been uh, a work in progress for the last couple of weeks to get you on because you are so busy. Um, I know you're obviously involved with your own catering company, with DWL uh, right. Hospitality. So why don't you give the Common Ground audience just a bit of a rundown of, uh, of what you're doing currently at the moment in Sydney? Yeah, no worries. So a bit, a bit of a background but, um, about D- DWL Hospitality. We started four years ago. We started just as a small gourmet catering company called Dinner with Liam Gourmet Catering at Home. And uh, we, we, we grew over the first two years to rebrand DWL Hospitality, which now covers a broad range of um, issues in the hospitality industry, and, mm-hmm. and, and we can fix them up. Beautiful. Catering at the moment, I mean, it, it's that busy Christmas and time of year, so it's getting quite quite hectic. And that, but with um, with our private dining, it's it, it's a great experience to uh, be able to cook for people um, in their homes, but also provide a service which uh, is a lot higher and than most restaurants you can go out and eat at. Yeah, beautiful. So, obviously, you've had your own your own uh, hospitality business for a while now. Tell um, tell us how you actually got into the industry and, and, and what made you really love cooking and become a chef. Yeah, when I grow up, um, I would have been about thirteen when I when I when I got into the industry and I started as a work experience kid, and I mean it was it was just something which um, I thought you know having a trade under your belt when you're young, mm-hmm. um, if, if if school wasn't the, wasn't the right way to go and that having a trade behind you was, so I got into uh, in, in, into cooking straight away. Um, so by fourteen, I was already into an apprenticeship, wow. and that so I was qualified by the time I was eighteen. Mm-hmm. And then uh, it was. Did you was, do your apprenticeship? With? Um, I started with started with a with a franchise, Hogs Breath Cafe. Yeah, nice. And the systems, I think I felt more. Um, there was a lot more control and that, and a lot more systems, um, mm-hmm. and, and a lot easier to follow um, than you know restaurants are these days. With you know a lot of problems, not recipe, no recipes and things like that. So sure. definitely consistency across all levels um, of the franchise. Brilliant. Mm-hmm. And where did you go from there after you done your apprenticeship? Yeah, once I finished my apprenticeship, halfway through um, cooking, I started started butchery. Wow. And that started my butcher apprenticeship mm-hmm. back in the day with Bilo, um, and then and then by the time I'd finished finished my butchery apprenticeship, I was actually a, a young manager for Woolworths, um, running a hundred thousand dollar meat department cool. per week, mm-hmm. and that and really pushing it out. So it really gave me those managerial skills to uh, take back into the hospitality industry. Mm-hmm. So at twenty two, I started stepping forth into my into my first sous chef roles, and uh, twenty three into my first head chef role. Right. So you basically went from starting as a chef to going into butchery to going back to a chef so what was what were a couple of the reasons why you decided to go into that butchery angle for those couple of years I felt I felt with butchery obviously being another good trade to have and I didn't really like the baker's hours to go into bakery and the early starts in the morning were a lot a lot a lot easier to, to deal with but mm-hmm. crossing um, having both those skills across um, across food and having skills with meat as well it's definitely made a big difference um, especially in my in my cooking and my philosophies towards uh, what we cook as well yeah for sure okay so then you've you've come out of that you've become a sous chef You've um you've obviously worked in a couple of restaurants from there, I'd imagine. Yeah, definitely. So I I, I went to Sydney in two thousand and nine, mm-hmm. and that to start 
really sort of broadening my horizons amongst the restaurant industry. Cool. Um, I walked into an executive sous chef role with um, with a Melbourne a Melbourne uh, owner mm-hmm. um, with an Italian restaurant called Inner Pizzeria in Neutral Bay. Nice. From there, we started obviously reviews started coming back, and 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 I mean it, it was it was a big confidence lift as well to to be in 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 such a, a popular restaurant mm-hmm. at that point in time. Mm-hmm. So it gave me enough uh, enough buzz to hang around and really you know drive my passion into into what I love the most mm-hmm. um, and from there we um, we, we carried on and that we opened a small bar up in Newtown and that just on the on the south uh, southwestern side of, um, of the city mm-hmm. and uh, sort of started to really introduce that small small bar culture along the strip um, black sheep being one of the one of the first to really start taking that lead mm. in the strip before everybody else started to get on board. Yeah. Um, I was so going to say, do you think that that was the real turning point in sort of in small bar culture in the early sort of, you know, 2010, 2011? Yeah, it, def- time? it definitely mm. was. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I mean, as, as trends go now in Sydney and it's small bars, they've really taken a big step up food um, as well mm-hmm. and that as, uh, as from alcohol so mm-hmm. from there we, um, we we pushed on I've always had a lot of drive since I was young to you know um, to want to be a business owner um, so four years ago decided to take that leap and take all the uh, knowledge that we've that we've grown over the years and mm-hmm. and networks and put it all into one business and, and I'll never look back cool so how long have you had your own business now for? Yeah, so we're coming up to year four this year nice. um, at Christmas, and the growth the growth factor has been absolutely amazing. Mm-hmm. My biggest philosophy from the day from day dot with the business was more so not to look after myself, but look after my work workers and look yeah. after everyone that works for me, absolutely. and that everyone has a story. And I mean, in the hospitality industry these days, you know, there, there's there's a big stigma across. You know how people should be treated, mm-hmm. um, and it comes down from owners down through management, and that and through through their through their superior. So, mm-hmm. it's um it's it's been a big um it's been a great process to be able to inspire so many people that they actually want to come and work for us. And you know most of it, our long term employees have been with us for over four years. But as as we sit today, we've just hit twenty employees. For wow. the business, so nice. it's um it's well been been a great growth factor this year, and we're still we've still got a lot of a lot of staff coming to us, really wanting to, to work for us, which is which is a really nice thing. When you um when you started four years ago, was there a turning point that actually made you want to do that? Um, yeah, it was, and and I mean, from being a young a young chef, um, and that there had great mentors um, up in Sydney across mm-hmm. the industry and that which have you know really really kept them around and, and spirit high yeah. but since starting it I mean it's it's yeah I, I, I couldn't I couldn't really look back on it it's mm. been it's been a, it's been a good growth I've learned um, a lot along the way and everybody around everybody around it and that feels the same way when you when you first started um Doing your own business as well. What kind of what kind of events and, and that kind of stuff were you doing? Was it was it a was an event or or a or a party that that made you then choose to do it, or was it you started the business and then and then pitched for different events? Yeah. So we when I started, I didn't have 
any con. Uh, well, I had a few contacts, yes. but no, ne- but no solid network, network. of mm-hmm. customer, mm-hmm. Um, a, a clientele base. Um, so the first few months were, were really, really tricky, and and really trying to source where we could dig up some clients from. Yeah. Um, the first, the first client through through networking and and, and talking with, with with other people in the industry. Mm-hmm. We started started getting some corporate corporate contracts coming through. Right. Our first first big 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 corporate event was with um, Air New Zealand, right. and that which in turn being a large company that they are, yes. um, and that really helped get us a lot more drive mm-hmm. um, and and a bit more traction behind the business as well. Mm-hmm. So from there we really started to pick up mm. um, and start mm. picking up more more clients and, and even across the, the corporate sector word of mouth we only developed our website a year and a half ago right. so we started our business on social media yep. um, through Instagram mm-hmm. and that so using that as, as our tool mm. and, that, and, and word of mouth and building that network even stronger sure um, has definitely definitely attributed to where we are now cool so, so you talked about that very humbly then when you talked about Air New Zealand. So how did you go out and actually get get that actual contract? Was it was it going to them directly? Was it knowing someone? Yeah. Yeah. No. It was. Um, yeah. It was a bit. It was, it was. It was a bit off the cuff, and that was. But it's who you talk to, and, and who that you sometimes. Know in your network, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that and who you meet as well along the way. Okay. All right. Fair enough. And where are you finding you're getting most of your leads from now? Do you find more people are coming to you, or are you still having to pitch a lot? Or yeah, no, it's, it's it's very organic now. Pe- mm-hmm. People come to us. Sure. Um, since we've had the website, it's been able to we've been able to drive a lot more traffic to the website for people to come to us and you know ask more questions about what we do sure. and what services we, we can actually provide them. Mm-hmm. And that's so. I mean, it's it's having a website. It's definitely. Definitely helped with that. Business. Definitely, and, and obviously, you guys are across social media really, really well. And you yeah. just said that's obviously a major turning point or or a reason why your brand has grown. Do you have any sort of tips of what you would give to hospitality venues? You know, because obviously, you know, every hospitality venue now is on Instagram and Facebook, right? So, yeah. but not as many of them are. Or a couple of them are doing it really, really well, and some are doing just you know just because they feel they need to. Exactly. What what couple of hints and pointers would you give? those restaurateurs out there uh you really need to you really need to keep your content original mm-hmm. and uh, i find i find one of our biggest biggest strengths across social media has been obviously been our originality sure. um in a lot of our food and 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 the way we post as well mm-hmm. and uh, i think the more positive energy you can put into your social media mm-hmm. the better image on it as an outsider you actually have because you never know who's going to be looking at it of course at any time it mm. could be a ceo of a big company or it mm. could be someone just wanting to book you for a dinner so at the end of the day it's it's about creating an image that as a business you're proud of yes. but an image that's really going to reflect and 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 also drive people to your business as well and attract people to come to your business yeah absolutely did you find it now you're into that that four year mark of your business, and you know most most businesses will, food businesses will do really well and sort of hit a point at about year seven. So if you look at most bricks and mortar businesses, that's the sort of bell curve. Obviously, you've you've gone from you know just yourself and a couple of other people now to twenty staff, which is a which is a fantastic result. Have you found it hard to make the business not just be about you? The whole time we've been operating, mm-hmm. I've put all of myself into the business. Um, you know, when your employees see that the the boss is working damn hard to make it a business, mm-hmm. they want to work even harder with you. 
and that. So dragging myself away from the business now, it's been really hard to expand and we've been looking to expand and grow and that, but letting go of something which you've had so much control of Mm. sometimes it is really hard to let go of course and that so finally being having having the 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 quality and 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 talent coming into the business now it's it's been able to we can start dragging that focus away from just myself and that and also back into i like really rewarding our employees and making them a big emphasis on social media as well for the yeah, business. Yeah, cool. So you're telling a story about the actual brand as a whole rather exactly. than just what you're making. Than just, than just yourself. Yeah, cool. Because at the end of the day, as I see it, you're nothing without your crew. Mm. And mm. that your crew is everything. They're the ones at the end of the day, which if you didn't have them there, you wouldn't be making the money. Absolutely. So Now, Liam, a lot of people listening, probably cafe owners or restaurant owners or, or part of brands that probably deal with a, uh, a, a high turnover of staff. So... If you're in a hospitality venue that's actually got pretty good turnover of staff, it's usually around 30 to 40%. Um, you're in a contract business, which is notorious for having you know seasonal workers or, or people who are in and out of the business and transient kind of talent. Now, you're pretty much, I think what you're saying to me is the success of your business has, has, has been given by a lot of team who have actually stayed with you for a long time. How have you been able to actually do that? Yeah, I, I, I think... Uh, it really, it really comes down to caring about your employees. Yeah, for sure. And having serious, serious care about them because, at the end of the day, we can all, we can all rock up to a job, go to work, make some money, go home, feed mm-hmm. our families. Mm-hmm. But you know, if it's just that, mm. and there's no other passion or, or love for what you're doing. Yeah. It's um that that's where staff turnover can start getting quite high. Yeah. Is people people aren't investing themselves and their time into your business. It's just for themselves. Of course. But as soon as you start taking a bit more care, looking after your staff a bit more, we're a big family at DWL Hospitality. Mm. Mm. We have not had a problem for about four years. Wow. So if we did that across a restaurant, we could see it exactly the same. Now I think with our business, obviously, you know. We don't pay by the award. Mm-hmm. We pay a bit higher, mm. but I mean, at the end of the day, it's locking in professionalism. Yeah, for sure. And and with that extra money in the staff, knowing that they're probably going to deliver for you, it in uh, turn right? it in turn brings brings more clients mm. to the business. Yeah, absolutely. So where to now? What are a couple of the projects that you're working on at the moment? If you could tell us about them. Yeah, at the moment we've um, we've got a real exciting project coming up in the next few weeks mm-hmm. um, the location will be in Surrey Hills we're opening opening a pop-up restaurant for four weeks cool. can't say what the pop-ups are about but mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. going to be very exciting um, and, uh, and and another big big uh, big way for DWL hospitality to uh, to show what we actually really do from not just a service aspect from, but also from food from from development recipe development and and creation as, as a whole yeah for sure um do you think that's the way moving forward as your brand grows that it actually will grow more and to do more of those pop-up locations to show what you can do in a you know i suppose if i'm to say a proper service environment to consumers um yeah there's definitely been more projects on the cards from this one alone we're looking to um, to bring it to Melbourne next. Yeah, cool. Um, in in the summer summer of next year, okay, of twenty eighteen. So, and that uh, moving along along with those lines, yes, we would love to be doing doing more pop ups, mm-hmm. um, 
um, around the country, plus overseas as well, within, yeah. within the next 12 months. We've definitely got the international market within our sites mm-hmm. within the next 12 months as well. Anywhere in particular you want to go, or are you sort of just finding where the leads come from? No, we're, we're mainly just taking where our leads are coming from, and, and, and we've had a lot of support from the US, and we've had a lot of support mm-hmm. in the UK as well cool. um, with the services that we provide. So it's, it's just building those networks exactly like we've done in Australia, mm. and that and starting to really, really get our foot in the door. Mm-hmm. In, in, in other parts of the world. Do you find that, um, you know, with the, with the smaller boutique catering events that you're doing at people's homes, do you find that's led to a lot of opportunities furthermore? Because I imagine the people who are having you in their home for, with, you know, 10 of their friends for a, a really amazing, amazing dinner you were talking about before about what you were cooking last week, which sounded incredible. Um, is, that, is that giving you even more connections to expand your business? Yeah, it certainly does. Mm. At the end of the day, you know, 10 people around the dinner table, everybody's got, you know, different professions and yeah. or different roles and things like that. So as soon as, as, as it's happened for especially in the past two years yeah. and that someone at that dinner party sees something that they really like and where that can be, um, where that can come into play across their businesses and that and all of a sudden that leads to, you know, another, another client, Absolutely. another new client. So being... Um being a small business owner as you are and working you know 27 hours a day um, not having many days off and stuff what what are the couple of the, like you're a very balanced person Liam every time I talk to you you're always available so how do you actually balance out your time I know we are both um, avid Adelaide Crow supporters unfortunately oh, um, for this year but you know um, that's alright next year <laughs> um, how do you actually have some downtime in order to not Go stir crazy. Yeah, it, it, it's a tough one. Um, having your own business, it's it's a hard, it's a hard thing to find time to actually just mm. switch off from it all and, and not think about it. But you really do have to just make that time mm. and that to give yourself, you know, a breather mm-hmm. from everything when things get too stressful. Mm-hmm. I, I find I, I I get get into music quite okay. a lot, so I spend my time doing music and spending time in the studio. Cool. And that in, in, in any time that I've got, so that that keeps me pretty well balanced, and that and, and also a family life as well, which mm. you know if you keep it keep it nice and balanced, everything's quite quite, quite happy. Quite, quite rounded everywhere, <laughs> <right>? <laughs> yeah, but um, no, you, you as as a business owner, you, you have to find that balance because once you get stressed, it really reflects mm. across the business. Yes, and when you have employees, it's when you start getting stressed at other people, and you know it's not their problems. No, exactly. At the end of the day, yeah, and it's that, all you about just need you, to take right? a break. What you need to do. Yeah, cool. Liam, there is one final question I always end on the Common Ground podcast, and that is, even though you're a young man still, what would you tell 20-year-old Liam Crawley? To learn from your mistakes. Nice. Did you find that you, um, do you find that to be the big, biggest thing for you to actually learn from them and change? Yeah, I think I think with growth and especially as a career orientated mm-hmm. individual, and that if if you if if you make a mistake, you have to learn from that mistake straight away. Mm-hmm. And that amongst especially amongst the hospitality industry, a lot of people really they keep making the same mistakes over and over and over again. Yes. Um, and that, but if you can identify what that problem was to start with and fix it straight away mm. and that and, and learn from it going forward yep. and that definitely makes you uh, a stronger a stronger career totally agree individual Liam Crawley thank you so much for your thanks time thanks so much Sean I really appreciate it we will link up 
DWL Hospitality in this as well, and we look forward to seeing what your new ventures are in coming weeks after they are not secret anymore. Fantastic. And, and we'll talk about those, so thanks for your time Sounds today. Sounds great. Cheers, Sean. Cheers.